just as we were approaching the threshold of Lent this year, we heard in the papers and on the news about Christians, Coptic Christians, being slaughtered, murdered in Libya by violent extremists. A reminder to us how contingent our faith is and how the freedoms we enjoy are not to be taken for granted at any time. The world, it seems, is a violent place, but in fact today's readings remind us that it has always been thus. Mark's Gospel, rather than fleshing out each episode at this beginning of Jesus' ministry, takes a step back and looks at the overall arc and meaning of what Jesus is doing when he comes to the Jordan for baptism, when he passes through it into the wilderness, and when he returns after John's arrest with the word of the kingdom on his lips. And a strange kingdom it is, because the kingdoms that the people knew about when Jesus was beginning his public ministry were kingdoms that were birthed in violence. Kings were not just political leaders, but were often military conquerors, and they consolidated power through force of arms. Jesus is talking about a kingdom that is so different, so radically different from that, that the moment that word passes his lips and comes to the ears of his hearer, it is as though a promise has been made that is so fragile, it could be blown away in an instant by a puff of wind. The kingdom to which we are called is so radically different from the ways of the world that even today we barely can grasp what Jesus means. Early Christians would be doing what the author of the first letter to Peter is doing today, and that's going back to mine the scripture of their ancestors, the Hebrew scriptures, all the way back to Genesis. Now, in the contemporary West, what we like to do is we like to take the story of Noah and sort of separate it out, make it into a movie, have Russell Crowe star, you know. But in fact, the intention was that Noah fed into a much greater story in that book. And even though the authors of Genesis were borrowing from various Babylonian legends and other myths about great floods in the Middle East, they were weaving it together in a much more critical narrative for all the believers of God. And of course that story begins, as you all remember, in the garden with a serpent tempting Adam and Eve. And when they fall into that temptation, they immediately feel and perceive division and shame. And that passes on then into the subsequent generation when Cain kills Abel. If you remember that story. And that violence that begins in the garden and is passed on from generation to generation spreads so radically that by the time of Noah in the story of Genesis, the whole world is consumed in violence. 
And so it is then that God calls the last righteous folk on earth. Noah and his family are the archetypes and invites them to build an ark and prepares to cleanse the world of its violence. But our earliest ancestors looked at that narrative a different way and talked about how Noah and his family are like Christians moving through baptism. They must move through the violent flood. They must die with Christ and be resurrected with him. And in fact, that is precisely what we bring into all of our baptisms in this time. The kingdom of God that Jesus promises when he comes back from beyond the Jordan is a kingdom that has always been under threat by violence. It has always been held at the point of a gun by a world that only seems to know power, that only seems to understand pain and suffering as a tool. But the radical message of Lent is that there is another way, and that the kingdom of God that Jesus brings is one that confronts violence, but not with violence, but with something else entirely. And that is the radical call for each of us as we begin this journey. How? How do we begin this journey? Take the example of the Coptic bishop who appeared on international television this week and instead of talking about revenge, talked about forgiveness. Take the example even outside of the Christian faith of young Muslims gathered in solidarity around a mosque in Norway this week to protest the violent attack on a synagogue in Denmark standing in solidarity with their Jewish brothers and sisters. The call of the kingdom is for the world. When God makes solidarity with all flesh, he doesn't limit it in the story of Noah, but even makes solidarity with the trees and the animals and the plants. The kingdom is for everyone as was intimated even as we sang the great litany this day. We are called to be like Christ, proclaiming it, even under threat. Jesus knows when he returns from the wilderness where this story will end. It will end with the cross. The good news for us to remember this day is that the cross is not the last word. God will have the last word. And that word will be born in a covenant laid down from before time and for all. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California.
We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.